There is no nobility in poverty. They're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. You're talking with dangerously. You've got to spend it. Spend it all. Oh, it's only money. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Welcome to another episode of the Essentials Podcast, brought to you by the FinPag Network. I'm your host, Jeffrey Williams, and coming down the pipeline this week, we're looking at interest rates and trying to answer the question, why do interest rates change? It's important for investors to understand the prospects for interest rate movements as they value their investments. However, understanding why interest rates change, what makes them fluctuate, requires an appreciation that there are a number of complex factors contributing to these movements. These factors include the strength of an economy, which, as you know, affects the supply and demand for funds, fiscal policy, inflation, as well as monetary policy. But let's start out simply. What is an interest rate? If a borrower wants to spend more than their actual cash on hand, they'll need to find someone to lend them additional funds. The lender will in turn consider the benefits of keeping their money for their own spending or putting it into an investment, which in this case is represented by the borrower. Both the lender and borrower look at the interest payment on the loaned amount in percentage terms. If a lender is charging a $5 interest payment on a $100 loan that is outstanding for one year, then this will be referred to as a 5% interest rate. The interest rate that is ultimately charged to a borrower reflects the level of risk that the lender assumes should that particular borrower default on the loan. Basically, the more likely a lender has reason to believe you will or won't pay back a loan affects the interest rate they charge you for lending the money in the first place. So what are some of the main factors to consider for interest rate changes in the real world? The most important one in determining why interest rates change is taking a look at the supply of funds available from lenders and the demand from borrowers, which is another way of describing the strength of the economy. Let's use the mortgage market for our example. In a period where many people are borrowing money to buy houses, banks need to have the funds available to lend to said people. Now, one way that banks acquire these funds is from their own depositors, since banks pay out about a 2% interest on 5-year GICs and charge a 4% interest on 5-year mortgages. Now, that interest is known as a net interest margin, and in this example, we're looking at about a 2% profit. But if the demand for mortgage borrowing becomes higher than the available funds, the banks have two options. They can either raise the GIC interest rates to attract more retail funds, or they borrow the money by issuing bonds to institutions in the wholesale market. Now, typically, institutional investors have more investment opportunities, so this source of funds is more expensive, and the banks might have to pay higher interest rates. Now, as a result, mortgage rates will then go up to reflect the higher cost of bank mortgage funding if if funding is too hard to obtain. If the banks have lots of money to lend and the housing market is slow, any borrower financing a house will get special rate discounts and the lenders will be very competitive keeping rates low. So it all goes back to supply and demand. Now, that same logic applies to the credit markets as a whole. In a booming economy, many companies need to borrow funds to expand their plants, finance inventories, or even acquire other firms. Consumers during the same period might be buying cars and houses. And that need keeps the demand for capital at a high level and interest rates higher than they otherwise might be. But it's not just private companies as well as people. Governments also need to borrow money if they are spending more than they raise in taxes through programs such as deficit financing. The way governments spend their money and finance their endeavors is called fiscal policy. A high level of government expenditure and borrowing makes it hard for companies and individuals to borrow, leading to what's known as a crowding out effect. 
Now, another major factor affecting why interest rates change is monetary policy. Central banks alter the money supply to manage the economy and control inflation. If a government loosens monetary policy, this means that it has, in essence, created more money. A central bank, like the Federal Reserve in the States or the Bank of Canada, will actually create more money by depositing it into its accounts at commercial banks. Then this makes interest rates lower because more money is available to lenders and borrowers alike. Now, if said supply of money is lowered by withdrawing money from the banks, monetary policy is becomes tightened, which causes interest rates to rise. The trouble is, no one actually knows how much money is necessary in an economy at any time and how it's actually used once it's available, and this causes endless debate amongst economists and other market watchers. Now, the last key factor influencing why interest rates change is inflation. Investors want to preserve their purchasing power, so if inflation is high and risks are going higher, they will need a higher interest rate to consider lending their money for more than the shortest of terms, because they need to be compensated should their money be worth less in the future. An example of this, after the very high inflation years of the 1970s and early 1980s, lenders demanded a very high interest rate to offset inflation levels and make their loan worthwhile. As inflation dropped, inflation expectations lowered, and they began demanding lower rates. So there you have it. Interest rates change as a result of multiple complex factors, but the reasoning behind why it does should hopefully now seem pretty straightforward. And that's been our show for this week. If you're interested in learning more about this or other financial topics, head on over to finpipe.com, like our page on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. 